Do you have to remember how to start the episode? Yeah. How do we, how do we podcast again? <laughs> it's been a while. I've made it my responsibility to be the opener. It's so hard. Uh. So I took pictures of everybody's outside plants in Italy. Oh, sure. A couple towns had way better, like, house plants on their stoops than others. But, like, ugh. to be able to leave my house plants outside during the winter. Not all of them, but, like, you know, the hardy ones. Yeah. It was great. That'd be nice. That would, it would be so great. And, like, I saw a couple of the balconies where people had the burrow's tail just, like, growing over their little window box. And, like, they weren't as long as that one picture you see on the internet. Mm-hmm. But, like, they were, like, a two feet-ish long, just, like, little burrow's tail overlapping so cute i just want to live there (laughs) yeah so anyway welcome to rough around the hedges everybody i'm kaylin i'm christine and i'm mackie today we are having a planty chat and kaylin just got back from a trip to italy yeah we're back from a hiatus Uh, it doesn't seem like a hiatus to you guys because we recorded episodes ahead of time but it's been a month since we've recorded together yeah we've forgotten how to do it (laughs) what is this thing but yeah, it was cool. So it's still winter over there. And even though oh, we went to a botanical garden and I was really excited. But then like half the leaves don't have trees. Or wait. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> half the trees don't have leaves. That's right. Ugh. Um, oh, but they did have a greenhouse at the Rome Botanical Gardens. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have like, they had like one anthurium and like three philodendrons total. And I was like, what? I was like, I don't recognize any of the other, these other ones. I'm bad. So where does Italy hit? Like longitudinally, latitudinally, like compared to the U.S., like where would it land? Rome is Chicago. Rome is Chicago. Okay, okay. Rome is Chicago. So it's not as warm as I would think it would be. Maybe southern Italy would stay warm most year round. Yeah, southern Italy was warmer than like Milan up north. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say it was. It got up to like sixties at the warmest. Most days it was around fifty in in the fifties. Sometimes Um, towards night. It never got down, like, to freezing, but, like, just above freezing. Sure. And then, of course, they're telling you everything in Celsius, so you're like, what's that? Right, right. But, okay, cool. Yeah, so it was warmer, and it was great because I was walking around, and, like, so I I made sure to bring layers. So, like, I had a regular shirt, I had a long sleeve shirt, I had a sweatshirt, I had a flannel, and then I got a jacket. So, like, just layering various articles of clothing based on how warm it was going to be, and I'm just, like, you know, walking around, whatever. Everyone else is out there with their, like, winter coats on. <laughs> Like, it's freezing, and they have their scarves on, and I'm like, I did bring a scarf, but, like, most of the time, if I wore the scarf and walked around, too warm, too warm, too yeah. warm. It's like going to Texas in the spring at 60 degrees, and everybody's got their winter coats on, and I'm walking around in shorts and a t-shirt, like, y'all yeah. are crazy. Well, yeah, yep. and so during our hiatus, I spent a week in Florida, and same thing, so we're walking around in t-shirts and shorts, and everyone's always like, where are you from? <laughs> Minnesota. So they're not in a spot where, like, it's not like in Florida where there's just, like, our plants are just outside year-round, right? Sorry. That was a horrible way of saying that. Yes, there they are plants outside have, all year-round. They don't have a climate where you could put your house plants outside year-round. Yes. Depending it, on where you are. Depends on the plant. So, like, um, there were a lot of sago palms, a lot of yuccas, a lot of jades. Sure. Um, they had tons of succulents. So, like, all of those can handle, like, slightly lower temps. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think you would put out like a pothos necessarily or a philodendron monstera. I sure. did see um, they had a lot of ivy and spider plants. A lot of oh, spider really? plants yeah. outside too. And some trandoscantia. Mm. 
I could see that. Just hanging around. And then too, like, you know, with all these people with plants, like there was nothing that was like, oh my God, this is a stellar arrangement. It was like, ah, oh, this has been growing here for a couple of years and they sometimes water it. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the, some of the beds need to be weeded. There were a lot of like clover growing in it. And see, it's the exact opposite over in Japan where everything's nice, neat, tidy and looks fresh. Sure. Perfect. See, that's probably what it would be like if I lived there. But it would just like knowing that you have all these plants and like they're all in terracotta too. They have like the Italian terracotta, which oh, is sure. cute, but like can't keep that moist. <laughs> like, and then I'm sure they're not like out here watering it. So, like, the succulents make sense why they're doing great. And oh my God, the size of the succulents. Okay. And Mackie, I took so many pictures of aloe for you. I just didn't send them all to you. <laughs> but anytime I saw a big aloe, I would take a picture of it. I love big aloe. And like, so. there was one in like a. I'm making a circle with my arms, everybody, like a big planter. And it was just chock full of aloe and they were tall. And I was like, it makes sense that aloe can turn into trees if you let them grow long enough. But like there are actual leaves. tree aloes, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there was another I think it was a giant euphoria that started to like, was it corkify at the, the bottom of the plant? Yeah. And oh. then it just looked like a tree because that was how thick the trunk was. But then like all of the branches are, you know, branching out and growing up. And it was like, oh. Two stories tall. Oh shit, wow. that's impressive. It was, it was big. Wow. So and I didn't I didn't even get up close to it. I just like stopped and took a picture of it. And I was like, I'm gonna send this to Mackie. And I still haven't sent this to Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to send me a lot more pictures. Probably, yeah. I'll have to go through them and be like, ah yes, I took this for you, I took this for you, I took this for you. Here's another aloe. <laughs> I was walking up, um, went to Cinque Terre, which is five cities on the coast the west coast of italy right above pisa and they're all like built on the cliffs and they have a lot of like pastel color houses and they look really cute uh, but i was in rio maggior no shit what was that one manarola and they uh walk up the path they have this cute little it was like a purple aloe with spots Hmm. I don't know. I took a picture. I was like, you would know what it was. But I was like, I really like this guy. He's cute. He's purple. (laughs) I'd have to see the pictures to know what it was. Gosh darn it, Kaylin. You didn't send me any pictures. Right. Uh, Christine did send me some plant pictures from Florida. Yeah, I put uh, put a lot of them on on the Instagram story. So some Uh, people got to see them. Yeah, I saw some crotons. You saw some bird of paradise. I saw everything. I mean, that's the thing. Was it the white bird of paradise that you sent me pictures of? Yeah, and I said, I I posted it was the black bird of paradise. And Tom was like, no, no, no. I was like, I know. I know. I realized after I posted it. I'm sorry, Tom. It's a white bird of paradise. It was kind of goth and pinky. Yeah, I loved I it. I like that. My dad was obsessed with those. He was yeah. like, those are so cool. Like, that's the flower? And I was like, yeah. It's a bird. Yeah. We, I I saw some bird of paradise blooming in Italy, too. Yeah. They were all the orange ones, but. Oh, they had, like, they had bird of paradise just hanging out or was that in the conservatory? No, it was, like, in their landscaping. Wow. It wasn't, like, how they use it in California and Florida, but, like, there were some, you know, random ones growing that were blooming, too. Okay. And then there was also a floral arrangement in a church I went in where they use blooms of bird of paradise in the uh, arrangement surrounding the altar. Mm. I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah, it's really fun. I mean, I know a lot of Minnesotans go to Florida for their trip, so it seems like a quote-unquote basic place to go to. Florida? I don't know. I feel so. Maybe. Maybe not. Anywho, but... I see what you were saying. I really like it because it's such an accessible way to go see, like, what we're growing. Tropicals. In... Nate, like nature in the wild, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing like bird of paradise that are 20 feet tall and they're just living. And there's like phyllo hopes that are basically trees because they've grown so much and then lost leaves. So they're just like massive trunks with these huge leaves are 
you know, 10 to 15 feet tall. Did you see any giant pothos or giant monstera? No, I saw the one monstera in Lakeland. We went to go visit some of Adrian's friends and I sent you the picture of the Spanish moss. Yeah, Christine was like, do you want any? <laughs> and I was like, no. Last um, time it gave me spider mites. Yeah, but underneath it, there was like a big monster just hanging out. No pothos, which was which I understand is, I guess, an invasive species in Florida. A lot of people just cut them down. So that's probably why I didn't see any. Pothos is their buckthorn. Yeah. But the stuff that I put in our story, like at the Polynesian Resort, that was like life goals for me. That was the um the bed they had with like 20 different plants and all like arranged in a pretty way. Right. And it was plants that we would grow or are growing. Um, it kind of like surprised me because we have friends that work at, you know, the zoo or in conservatories and their goal is to have plants that look exactly how you would see it in um, that environment or biome. So if you go to like the Minnesota Zoo, you're not going to see a lot of variegated stuff. You're not going to see, you know, super strange like variegation species. But like here, but at the Polynesian, they were like, yeah, here's variegated Oduras and here's Stramantha triastars and here's... Here's all you the know, house plants you love. A ficus altissima. So like <laughs> seeing those plants in a giant bed just like growing massive was so cool. I was like, this is such goals Because it's me. all the plants you know. Yeah. Yeah. And they looked nice. They looked so nice. We'll do it in a, in a two, 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 two tier effect. Yeah. A little oh. path running down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Not too expensive. Yeah. So highly, I mean, like I said, Florida seems like such a quote unquote basic place to choose. But if you can, if you're a plant nerd, go down there because... It's so cool just seeing the stuff growing naturally. It's still on my list to get down there. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. I usually, if I'm going somewhere to look at plants, I go to the desert. Well, yeah, and I can imagine the same thing for people who are big succulent nerds, like going, going to, to Arizona and California, yeah. just having giant pencil cactus in your yard. Right. All the succulents. Oh, my God. There were a ton of agave. Mm. There were agave everywhere. That's kind of, yeah, in surprising. Italy. It was it was an interesting juxtaposition because they have some tropical like ish stuff, but then they have like these agave, and I'm like, but sure a, that makes a sense. lot of agave are like cold, like yeah, like it makes sense because they can live there, yeah, like it, it or gets survive. Not too I know, cold, but like but even here in America, there's in the a summer. zone for agave in Utah. Oh. Like there are agaves that go down really low, so like I'm not surprised by it. It just for me, I just feel like agave speak to me like a, like a warmer climate, and not yeah. that Italy is not. It's warm. It's not cold. It's not like where we live. But I get what you're saying. I just like, wasn't expecting it. Yeah, Italy is Mediterranean, so my brain thinks if anything more tropicals, you would see not necessarily a whole bunch of succulents. I see what you're saying. I more than once, I think, on the trip, said how much I would like to grow grow a giant sculptural agave in my yard, <laughs> just like when they get big and they're like child eating size. <sighs> they're so cool, and they have that like you know how their leaves go out and around and up and they curve back in and then they come back out just a little bit and I'm like what are you doing plant are they the ones that will throw out a huge like 20 foot tall stalk to flower yep oh, man, that'd be cool <gasps> oh speaking of flowering things my begonia immense is flowering right now it's been flowering since you left yeah it flower it was getting ready to flower right before i left yeah mm. but it has two stalks and they what, what's wild about the begonia immense is they kind of look like chandeliers Mm -hmm. uh, they have like multiple layers oh they're so cool you have to go look at it <laughs> something's flowering in my hoya cabinet but i can't figure out what i can smell it but i haven't been able to find out who's flowering. would you just pick the plant out until you figure out which one it is yeah that you haven't found it uh -uh. that's trippy how do you what so i don't know maybe maybe i'm smelling residual like maybe all the flowers have fallen off 
but you would see some flowers. You'd think, or maybe they're hiding under leaves, because some poyas at this point are so packed that a panuckle's probably hiding underneath leaves. That's interesting. My is flowering. I should say that. That I know is flowering. My Clostophylla just started growing. I got it as a cutting like a year ago. It's that time of year. They start waking up. Start I'm excited. I love that one. I'm staring at my ficus plumeria, hoping that thing flowers this year. Your ficus plumeria. I was gonna say it's a ficus. <laughs> I was about frangip- to be very plumeria frangipanii <laughs> or whatever it is. Shoot, I'm just so used to all my trees being ficus. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking at my plumeria. Oh, I believed you, and I was so ready to be like, "Wow, I never knew I was a ficus." <laughs> Wow, ficus. No. I heard ficus and I was expecting ficus petaloris. Mm. And so I like I look at your, your plumeria and I'm like, this is not, my brain's not making a connection somewhere. I'd like to apologize for my other plants that did not get to be planned for the week because ficus petiolaris somehow made it in two weeks <laughs> within in a the row. same month. Bad memory, guys. ADHD makes it hard to remember shit, but yeah. I guess you earned it. <laughs> but that makes me sad because I could have had another plant for the week. Okay, back to plumeria. I almost said it again. I almost said ficus plumeria. Um, we were, we were, was it before I left we were talking about this blooming the plumeria? Yes. It was before we left, mm-hmm. not while we left? It was before. Okay. So we were talking about they need to go into dormancy. Mm-hmm. And ideally they lose all their leaves. Mm-hmm. Mine hasn't lost all its leaves yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's fully gone dormant. And I don't know how to induce that. Do I take away its light? Do I? St- I am going to stop watering it. Do I stop watering it? Do I put it in the basement? Do I put it in the cold? I would say wait until, because what did we say of 40? Is what yeah. Land to? Did we wait. talk about this on the podcast? No, I think we just talked in person. Um, wait until like nighttime temps are in the 40s yeah, and just throw stays. it outside. Yeah, and just then throw it out early. Get a couple weeks of dormancy. Just maybe. give it some cold. Oh, I was reading. Maybe take a cutting to be safe, but then. Oh, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I was reading Plumeria website. Plumeria.com? Their thing, I don't, I don't think it, dem- it I do, words, sorry, sorry. I don't think it mattered about the leaves at all. It was just don't water it. Mm. They're like, don't water it from November to March. And I watered it once. Well, that's the thing. Are they Maybe deciduous twice. in like Hawaii? Do they lose their leaves every year? I'm not sure. Google. I don't know. I know in my experience, like with succulents, they don't always drop their stuff, but... They still go dormant. Oh, it was at the the Botanical Garden in Rome. They had a glass house with some stuff in it, and they had a bunch of, like, seven different plumeria. And all of theirs had dropped all their leaves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they're still getting sun. They're probably colder than mine. That would probably be what does it. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, how did... Because mine's not getting as much sun because it's in this bay window. Can you imagine if that thing bloomed? How many growth points it has on there? It would be so amazing. It'd be so pretty. I need to figure it out. I want to know what color it is. I know. Watch, it'll be something really horribly ugly. Like red. Red plumeria is not pretty. I mean, I don't think red would be that bad. I really want it to be pink. It'd be cool if it was white. I guess if it was orange, I wouldn't be as hippie about it. But that would be a nice contrast with the green. Mm-hmm. I would just hope it's not the basic red. Just the full red? Yeah, I can see that. I'm excited for the flowers. Hopefully I get to see them. Now, I think I'm going to go back and research this again because I need like I need some solid answers. I need <laughs> to know. Who's the happy little guy? You see the begonia behind him? Yeah. That thing shot up while I was gone. Yeah. I watered it a couple times. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Yeah, he's cool. I really like that one. It's begonia pink minx for anyone who's wondering. Has these cool angel leaf, angel wing shaped leaves that are pink metallic. And the more light they get, I think the brighter pink it is. Mm. But mine are like a nice pastel pink with some silver. Mr. Snowball's going into my book bag. 
Yeah, he's doing a security check. <laughs> My man, making sure I'm not a criminal. Carrying any catnip in here? I just gave him some catnip today. I gave both the cats a bag. Meow. Oh, we could talk about our um our plant event we're gonna do. Yeah, guys, we're gonna do a live show and meet up. At the yeah, same. we're gonna have a meet up and a live show. The live show first, and then a social hour for two hours afterwards. Um, March sixteenth, coming up at Urban Forage in Minneapolis, three to five p.m. What day is that? It's a Saturday. Hell yeah. So yeah, I too. think we'll we'll start the live show at three. We'll have a fourth mic for audience questions, comments, concerns, and then after recording, we'll shut it down and have a social hour. Yeah, my hang goal out. is can hang out with us, get to know us, talk to us in person. Yeah, my goal is to put like a form submission on Discord so if folks want to get questions in ahead of time, whether if like they don't want to go on mic or just to maybe get the ball rolling a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking of doing that and like the week before throw something up on Instagram like, hey, anyone who listens who wants to ask questions, yeah, send them to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Should be a good time. We're thinking of doing some giveaways. Those aren't announced quite yet. We haven't announced them, but I'm thinking of a Monstera Elbow. And I'm thinking of a Silta Picano Salvador. I could throw in my Rosita that's not growing. <laughs> it's on a trellis. It looks nice. I'm sure someone who's better at Hoyas could get it to grow. <laughs> it's slowly growing. Yeah, so we'll do a couple plants, maybe a couple sticker packs. and Ooh, sticker packs. Yeah. Oh, I um, my jar of possibilities stickers. <laughs> I, uh, I put a new corm in my jar of possibilities today. Oh, I still have a jar of possibilities Christine, of yours. What I happened know. to those stingrays? Oh, I, I killed them. <laughs> what? You did what? <laughs> I killed them. On purpose? They, no, 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 no. They, um... I have an issue of when I put plants in Adrian's office, I immediately forget about them. We were going to radiate them. I know. And they were at a point where I needed to be checking them more than I did to make sure they had water and they just dried out too fast. They were still in the jar? No, I had I had transplanted them into like little containers. Yeah, I put them so in my So did they go bag. dormant and now they're corms again? No, they're they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, that worked. I know. We'll find another. It's okay. Nobody wanted to buy them anyway, so it's not like I would have sold them. Yeah. We could do that with fried egg because I have. We already have the... fried egg. No, no, no. To radiate. Yeah. To try and get variegation. Right. Well, who knows what would happen? I just have a bunch of fried egg corms in my oh, fried gotcha. egg. I was going to say, I could, at this point, I could do some different Hoya too if we want to try Hoya. Hoya radiating? Mm-hmm. Where are you guys radiating these things? <laughs> My mom. Is she a dentist? No, she's a vet, vet tech. tech. She teaches vet tech, vet technology and has access to two different sized um, x-ray machines as well as a dental program if she needs to. So I have questions <laughs> later sure, sure, sure. about some seed radiation maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. She's, Ooh, what happens if you radiate seed? You get very good and cool morphs. Yeah, you could do the same thing. That's the way. Well, that... I have a dentist appointment coming up in April. You want me to take some work? So we wouldn't dentist even, has always told me no. Yeah, we wouldn't even need to sprout corms. We could just take a cup of corms and zap them and see oh, what happens. Fascinating. As long as you have the genetic material there. I mean, that's how they used to do it back in the old day with radiation gardens. Mm-hmm. They literally take a stick of uranium and like stick it up above the ground, radiate for like amount of time, pull it back under and just see what lives. See what lives. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast about that and they're like, yeah, usually everything within the first 50 meters would just die. <laughs> and scientists for the longest time just didn't really care why. They're just, okay, move on to the next. So, dear listeners, if you have a plant that you think we should try and variegate, let us know. We can make a poll. I'm kind of on uh, Ganungadin or my Lai Chang. 
Toya. I think that's Tai Chang. I don't remember. Who's mine? I don't even know what Toya that is. <laughs> Christine went so down, so far down the rabbit hole of Hoyas that I just like stopped paying attention eventually. I sent her a list of stuff I wanted to prop, and she was like, "I don't know what any of this is." I was like, "I know what this one is." I've been trying to peripherally keep up with Not Dude, and so like I see some of his stuff pop up on your oh, stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm semi familiar with it, but I still don't <laughs> recognize half of them. Yeah. Adam Not Dude shared the Pilea I sent him on his stories and he tagged me and I was like, oh. Does it look good? Oh yeah, it looks really good. What about the Brevermosa? I haven't been following, I haven't been catching up, sorry. You know, I haven't been paying attention to that. Okay. He sent me a few updates of the Hoya Spa India too. Sweet. Mm. How's that doing? A lot better in his care. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe we we'll try the India because I could take cuttings of India. Oh my God, too. what about the Brevermosa? A variegated Brevermosa? Doesn't it already have white on it? It's red and black. Red slash pink. There's two. I was talking about this with Simone. Our Hoya Brevr... Or doing it again. <laughs> doing it again. Our Begonia Brevramosa is probably subspecies exotica. Oh. I thought that it was. That's what I've been going with this entire time. <laughs> Plants no, are we, weird. Her and I went down the brief rabbit hole about the uh, Brevramosa versus the Brevramosa subspecies exotica. And the exotica has more pronounced red and black or pink and black uh, lines, and then there's actually, like, more pink in the Exotica than there is in the regular one. And I was looking at pictures, comparing them, and I was like, uh, I would definitely say we have the Exotica. Mm. Well, Mr. Snowball. Uh, the cat's in my laundry hamper, which is on the <laughs> stair. Oh, he was going to knock it over. The cat's just got to jump in everything. He's the one who likes boxes. Yeah, him and I are sort of get along. Yeah. Mr. Postnack is not as big into boxes at all. Roscoe's not big into boxes mostly because he doesn't fit in them. You I just, just feel bad for him. him. Maybe not. I know. Hey, buddy. My cat, I just put a piece of paper on the floor and he sits on it. Yep. A, a piece of paper? Mm-hmm. Do either of your cats react to cu- cu- uh, cucumbers? No, I haven't tried that. I'm not willing to try that. <laughs> I tried doing the tinfoil thing for Iris and it didn't go well. Dragon hates tinfoil. Keep the cats foil. off with tinfoil or yeah, what? Yeah, I tried to keep her away off of surfaces with the tinfoil thing because apparently they don't like the sound. She loved it. Oh my God, this was so much fun. She likes um, mirrored surfaces. And she likes to, like, uh, brush her paws against them. And so, obviously, tinfoil is just right up her alley. Crinkly <laughs> noise, mom. mirrored. Yeah. That was her favorite thing. Yeah. Our our cats only go on things when we're not watching. And it's usually to find food. So, if there's no food, they're, they're not usually stay up on the counter that long. Yeah. But it'll be great. We'll be sitting in the living room watching TV. And we'll hear, like, just a soft noise. And we'll go, get down! <laughs> and then you hear them jump off the counter. <laughs> See, we don't hear anything, and then we hear a kathunk, which is our cat yep. getting off the counter, yep. and we're like, oh, he couldn't find anything he wanted, so he left. It happens to me when I get home. Like, I will I will walk in the door, and I'll hear the kathunk, kathunk. I'm like, where oh, were you? guys were upstairs. <laughs> Jerks. Um, Mr. Postnack likes to knock things off the dresser if Brandon doesn't get up early enough to feed them. Huh. And so anything that's on top of the dresser will end up on the floor at some point. And he just has to work his way through everything that's up there. And um, he did push a plant off my plant stand that's in the east window in my bedroom one time. And I think he broke the pot. I was mad. And then another time I had I was watering the plant that sits in the window and I had a saucer like a it was a ceramic saucer. The plant was in the bathtub overnight. And then the cat's on the nightstand. He just like pushes it off. And I hear the noise. I'm like, what are you doing? Anytime I set one of those saucers anywhere where my cat can get to it, he thinks there's water in it and he wants to drink it. So he just chases it. That has been a new thing for my cats that I can't stand. I've 
because I've started doing the big tray. I put everything in a tray. Everything gets watered and they sit and soak. And that just means for the cats, like, oh, giant water bowls. And they sit at the cat and they sit on the table with the plants and like try to drink the water. I'm like, stop it. I mean, if it's regular water, sure. But you're probably using fertilizer and stuff. Yeah. Which the, my fertilizers and the SNS 208 are both safe at the diluted concentrated or the diluted state. But like. You still don't want your cats still. drinking it. Well, and remember, Roscoe was the one that would drink from the Hoya prop box of, like, full of springtails and, like, rotted pieces of root floating around. Like, ugh, I can't. Oh, I found a bunch of springtails in my saucers after watering today. Nice. Springtails are okay. Springtails are good. But, like, also they eat rotting matter, so... Oh, so you think you might have some stuff rotting? I don't know. They can also be eating the decaying organic matter that's already in your substrate. Sure. So, like... I mean, I'm not, because I found the springtails in my discard water, I'm not right. doing anything about it. I'm just like, I see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to keep my eyes peeled on you, like Mr. Friday. Springtails get a bad rap for some reason. It's because most people see springtails and then they get a lot of rot. And they're like, springtails cause rot. And no. it's like, no. No, you not putting your plant in the window causes rot. And I always is- tell people it's a sign that you could be overwatering, but... Right. If you're just seeing springtails and no damage, just back off and see what happens. Right. Yes. Plants teach us patience. And that is definitely one instance. So just be patient. Wait and find out. See what happens. Yep. Don't unpot your plant and check it out because you feel like it. Yeah. There's a whole, there's a guy, I can't remember his name on TikTok. And his whole thing is leave it the fuck alone. Oh, nice. For plants. We could, we could uh, team up with him and make t-shirts. He'd be, he, he'll be like, hey, this leaf died on my plant you know what i'm gonna do <laughs> leave it the, the fuck, fuck alone. alone oh nice yep too bad i'm not on tiktok i would enjoy <laughs> that i say too bad like i actually care i don't want to get on tiktok you really don't i TikTok can be our is tiktok just, filter <laughs> yeah tiktok is just all those little instagram reels of plant care tips that came out when plant care was popular in 2020 are you saying plant care is no longer popular in 2024? <laughs> yeah, we don't care for our plants I have anymore. been just... in, I, like I said, I've been in this hobby long enough. I've seen the trends. I've been through two spikes so far. Sure. There's bound to be another one, but yeah, we're on the decline. There's nothing wrong with that. That is true. There has been like, not a huge exodus, but. Nah, it's a decent it's not really, size exodus. I don't yeah. really consider it an exodus. It's more like people are just not replacing what they're killing. And then most people are just like, uh, That's me. kind of just <laughs> going with it. I don't know. I figure we'll have a couple of COVID converts. So, yeah. Um, I was talking to the admin of Minnesota Houseplant Collective, and <laughs> they're up to five thousand members now. I saw that the last time I checked, it was forty two hundred. At some like, point, it oh, just dang. like exponentially does does a thing, right? Like, I didn't even realize there were that many people in the group. Yeah. Well, not in everyone. There's a lot of lurkers. Well, nothing wrong with that. No, but. I'd say there's probably 300 people active at any given time. And then uh, who knows what the other, you know, 4,700 people are doing. Yeah. What if they all came to our event? We don't have enough room at Urban Forage to have that But Jeff would love it. Everybody buy a drink. Yeah. Everyone go buy a drink. Right. Oh, yeah. We should ask if Jeff wants to do a giveaway or if he'd be down for something. A little prize pack. Yeah. Maybe like a bottle of cider with every plant. Some of those seltzers from last year that they had. Those were the good. The THC seltzers. Mm-hmm. Or just have like one of the, like we could do the two plants and he could have, you know, a bottle of hot sauce or something. And then. Yeah, we could ask. We should just ask. Yeah. That'll probably be an email I have to write. <laughs> or just remind me. I'm not in the mood. Um, yeah. Let's talk about our event again. Because <laughs> you just mentioned we're going to do a live, live recording and giveaway and social hour. But like. We're going to Urban Forge, which is a local winery and cidery 
in Minneapolis on East Lake Street. And it's owned by Jeff and his wife. They forage different fruits and things from the city. Like they'll take, if you have extra pears, they'll take your pears. If you have extra apples, they'll come get your apples. If the food shelf has an insane amount of bananas and pineapples, they'll take those and they'll make a wine out of it. Mm -hmm. I say those two because that's a limited edition they had once and it was so good. It was like a tropical drink. But they're like, we're probably never going to make this again because we're never going to have so many <laughs> pineapples and bananas <laughs> ever again. Right. It was so good. Yeah, and then they... Yeah, so they, they forage different things from the city and then they make drinks out of it. Oh, that's really good. Nice yeah. and tasty. They have wine and cider and now a THC seltzer. Mm-hmm. All very and hot tasty. sauce. Yep, and hot sauce and apple cider vinegar. And pumpkin juice. Don't they do like a... Uh, do they have pumpkin juice? Not pumpkin juice. pumpkin juice. What's the other Harry Potter one? Butterbeer? Butterbeer. They do a butterbeer. A non-alcoholic option. Yeah. Yeah. They're real good people. Um, they do trivia on Thursdays, which we regularly attend. Yeah. And they have houseplants, too. A couple, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We enjoy we enjoy going there. We enjoy um, we enjoy Jeff very much, and so we're he's always been super supportive of us. Yeah, he's always been super supportive of us and having events there. So we we're like, hey, what if we do a podcast one? Yeah, we'll have a little podcast event, bring in some people on a Saturday, hang out, have fun. Yeah, it'll be good times. So please come to our live event March sixteenth. If you're local, I mean, if you're not local, still come to our event. And we don't. I mean, if you want to buy a want. plane ticket, go for it. Um, we're not expecting you to. Yeah, we wouldn't expect that. We're not going to say no if you want to. Actually, if you do want to fly in, you could probably stay in my spare bedroom. Just let me know. You're going to have And my couch. Actually, I could put two people on my couch, two people on my... In your spare bedroom. Spare bedroom, and then I have that uh, my outside couch upstairs. So one person could sleep on that. That sounds like a recipe for a house of horrors. Are they all going to be murdering each other in the sleep? <laughs> That's just the first place my mind goes when I when I think of people in like MySpace. I'm like, someone's going to like get axed. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you follow the Instagram first, then you can spend the night. Follow us on Instagram. Free stay at Caitlin's house. <laughs> We're just giving things away now. <laughs> no, like if Pam wanted to come spend the night and hang oh, out, sure. Pam, come stay at my house. <laughs> <laughs> get a tour of all the plants that we always talk about. The giant, giant, giant plants. Yeah, come meet them in person. Any other fun projects happening? It's that weird time of year where, like, stuff's starting to wake up and not. I mean, all my seed starting is slowing down for the year because the season is starting up, so I'm done with seeds now. Sure. And you bought so many. I still have over 100 species and more coming in, so mm -hmm. I'm good for the next year or two. Yeah. I do um, have to, I have a list of, like, props and stuff to do for the Hoya event that will be coming up. I started five Matildas. Is it Matilda or just Matilde? Mm, I there's an e on the end, so it's Matilde. If it's an e, it's silent. It's Matilde. Ooh. We disagree on this, don't we? <laughs> it's Latin. We can make up whatever we want. Exactly. What's the one I always say wrong? Philo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We just we don't compromise. It doesn't matter, and then we just show everybody <laughs> that anything is okay. Yeah. And we just go in confidently pronouncing names, and it's, it works. Yeah, I'm a little gun shy with that now. What? With just pronouncing, pr pronouncing things because someone pointed out that uh, there's apparently an English way and a British way of saying these things. And oh. I, I know the British way, not the English way. Oh, well. Too much Jane Perone for me. Oh, no. The British way you. or the English way? <laughs> I was going to say, isn't the British the English and then we'd be the American? Who yeah, cares? So if anything, we're saying it wrong. I met up with a, I have a 
British friend who I met in Italy five years ago that I met up with in, in met up with in Italy this time. And <laughs> it was funny because a bunch of the times were like, "Do you have this insert fast food chain in America, <laughs> or do you do you have this?" He's like, "Do you have Wagamama?" And I was like, "What? No." He's like, "Okay, it must be just a British thing." They actually have the. Did you in Italy? What did you take them anything? So my parents have a couple friends. In- no, because we didn't actually know we were going to be meeting up until oh, okay. like five days before we met up. My parents have a couple of British friends that beg them to send Flaming Hot Cheetos and Cherry Pepsi. Those are like the two things they can't They got get. good taste. Yeah. <laughs> they can't get those in England. So my parents <laughs> send them them. No, I don't have anything like that. Mm. But I could. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I need to rem- The next time I travel abroad, I need to remember to take some stupid America magnets. And do some trading. Not even trading, just leaving oh, them. Oh, just leave them around? Yeah, because like they had you a bunch of... You should have taken podcast stickers. We have podcast stickers in excess. I you have some Yeah, made? I have a bunch made. I could have just should have just given you some. I should have done it too. Just like stick them in places. I mean, yeah. yes, I could have done that. Go back to Italy. <laughs> Gosh darn. <laughs> um, What was I talking about? Oh no! Like the one of the Airbnbs we were in, like they had a bunch of like magnets from different places. Like people bring them when they come stay. I have a stupid Washington D.C. magnet. I'm trying to leave at somebody's house. I could have brought that. No one needs to know we're not actually from Washington D.C. It's not hard to leave stuff like that at other people's houses. I know. I just don't go over to everyone's houses because we record the podcast <laughs> here. If I ever find that shit in my house, it's coming right back to you. You're gonna have to know where it came from. Anything that shows up in my house, it's not that hard to figure out because only certain people are allowed in my house. That's true. Um, I had to plan my sister's baby shower nine years ago, and it was awful because I hate babies, and I don't know why I agreed to do it. I should have just said no. But um, I thought it would be a ridiculous activity to do to make get some Sculpey clay and everybody make little babies out of it, and then we'd bake them and then put them in a jar for my sister. Because <laughs> I'm weird like that. <laughs> I mean, we did a version of that. <laughs> Quiet. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, we did this. We made the babies. Um, there was extra clay left over. And so I made some fun things out of it. But I made this weird, large, abnormally shaped baby. I think I put googly eyes on it and a tongue. <laughs> I can't exactly remember, but it was it was hideous and it was flesh colored. <laughs> And I put a magnet on the back because this is one I it didn't end up in my sister's jar of babies. So I put a Where magnet on the back. It? Well, that's the thing. I went and I left it at my friend Cassie's house on her fridge. <laughs> and this is when Cassie was living with Jackie. And they both had like a 10-year-old and a 9-year-old or something like that. Two kids. And so each friend thought it was the other person's son <laughs> who may have made that in school. <laughs> And I I brought it over, I stuck it on their fridge, and I didn't say anything. And then it was there for a couple months, and then they ended up moving to different places separately. And I think Jackie's the one who ended up with it. But I know I asked Cassie about it, and I was like, do you remember this weird, like, oddly shaped, like, baby-looking thing? It was a magnet on your fridge. And she was like, yeah. She's like, I just thought, you know, Jackie's kid made it in school or something. And I was like, no. (laughs) I made that, and I left it on your fridge, and I never told you. (laughs) And then I... I had a Colorado magnet that somebody left on the fridge of an apartment I lived in. And so I also gave Cassie the Colorado magnet. And I think I took something over to Simone's house and left it. But mm. God damn it, if she and Jesse didn't figure it out before we even left. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Mm. That's why you got to make it Oh, it was, a, it was a Jesus magnet. 
<laughs> it was it was a Christian themed magnet, and she was like, oh, "Yeah, we saw that right away. We 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 knew you must have brought it." And it was just a silly prank, and it's it's hilarious. Oh my god. Okay, we're so <laughs> off topic here. Um, one more. I in college I took pictures at a bar mitzvah, and the mom, oh, right. of the boy having the bar mitzvah was a an artist, and she had a lot of paintings. That she painted of Jesus as a Jew because he was raised Jewish, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like Jesus at his um, bar mitzvah or Jesus in a yarmulke, Jesus reading the Hebrew scrolls, um, the Torah. Um, and then she had him, you know, uh, the images printed in a book. And she gave me a copy of the book that she autographed <laughs> <laughs> for photographing her son's bar mitzvah in addition to $125. Um, but I was like, I don't need this anymore. Like this was, it was like 10 years later. I was moving. I was like, I don't want this, but I was like, this would be a really weird thing to like donate to like a Goodwill or whatever. So what did I do? I took the book with me to my friend's house. She has a bookshelf. Everything is color coordinated. I stuck it in the color coordination spot at best fit in. <laughs> and then I waited and I waited and I waited and three months go by <laughs> and she posts a picture of it on her stories. She's like, she's, she's like, kind of freaking out because she's like this isn't my book how did this book get here (laughs) and then eventually she opens it up and she sees it's like signed by the author and it has my name in it (laughs) and she messages me and she's like god damn it Kayla (laughs) when did you leave this in here and I was like oh I think it was like six months ago (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then I had another silly book that we found at work and it was like, you know how they found Jesus on a piece of toast? Oh, right. It was a book of that. And it was just like a I'm little just like ki- seeing like a holy kid's book. Pictures and Yeah, like here's Mother Mary as a Cheeto. Yeah. Um, but I slipped that in her in her bag one time when she was here. She took it home. She was like, Did you do it again? I was like, Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. So So moral of the lesson lesson of the story. Watch out when Kaylin comes Don't over. Invite Kaylin over. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you uh Come stay at my house for the planty event. You could bring your own thing and leave it at my house. Just probably not books. I don't have a bookshelf, so it'd be really hard to leave a book without me noticing. Right. And Asha, if you're listening to this, that was so funny. <laughs> Thank you for that. And I'm not sorry for leaving things at your house. <laughs> so plants? Plants. Oh, so, you know, okay, I have my 100 plant limit. I'm going under that. And I'm not wow. getting more. Wow. I've decided there's three more. I'm kicking out and I might kick out more. There's just too much stuff to water. All these right. pots are so big. I think I'm gonna downsize some of them too. It's just uh, it takes too long to water. Wait, right. did I hear that right? You're gonna you restrict the pot size? I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna take the ones that are really big, make them smaller, and then I'll grow them up again. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> so it's it's a cycle, but we're at the point we're at the we're at the too high end. But like there there's the there will be a certain amount of plants I will keep growing big. Like, I want to grow up Tycon really big. Uh-huh. And Regal Shield's not going anywhere. Right. And Begonia Mince isn't going anywhere. I really don't want Plumeria to go anywhere either, but he's for sure getting a chop. And, like, Mr. Cornplant over there, if you can see, he's almost touching the ceiling. Right. He's going to get a choppy chop. The um, elbow in the other window. I think he's getting a little too tall, too. I still have that elbow you gave me. It's putting out a new leaf. Is it still variegated? It was never variegated to begin with. Didn't I give you a variegated one? Yeah, that one I gave up on after the fourth leaf. No, no variegation, and I chopped it up and still got no variegation. But, I, but you had the all green one that was already all green. Yeah. But then I gave you a variegated one. Yes, and, and then that, the new leaf came in green, 
and so did the next three leaves. And then when I chopped Seriously? it up to try to get more white, no white came in. You tried juju? No, Mac, you haven't tried juju. Did you, juju. do you have any elbows? One, two. The reverted one and another kind of good looking one. If oh. it's not dead from underwatering at the moment. Gotcha. It was needing water, I think, two days ago, and I set it to be watered, and I just haven't haven't done that yet. Mm. Also, it needs a bigger pot. It's in a four-inch pot, so oh, well. probably would help if I up-potted it. Mm. Man, I miss the four-inch pot days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of plants, I'm growing up again. Um, my squamiferum. Oh. All those nodes. Yeah. Are growing and doing things. Yeah, they but were my, doing things. I know. My um, The first one I potted up is getting ready to pop out a leaf. Nice. His first leaf. I'm excited. I'm excited to grow the squamiferum again. Oh, did you want tortum? No, not right now. Do you want a node to play with? Not right now. I, I appreciate it. it though. The air layer worked great. Mm. Oh, did you see the floridum? The floridum. Yeah. The Florida Beauty tor- tortum yeah. hybrid. Oh. Someone stole our idea and did the Florida Beauty tortum hybrid. It's sexy as hell. Yeah, it looks really cool. <laughs> uh, my Florida Beauty is putting out its fifth oh uh, yellow leaf. Wow. You can go fuck himself. I chopped mine all up because of thrips, and so now I have a bunch of Florida Beauty cuttings root that are rooting. Are they variegated? Yes. Will you give me one? Sure. <gasps> yeah, because the one I have, it grew a nice variegated leaf, and then it gave me three all yellow leaves, and I cut that off, and then it grew a new growth point and popped out two leaves that are all green again, or all yellow again. And I'm like, why? Yeah. I'm ready to, actually, I should just throw them away. <laughs> Not kidding. Today, I went through... Um, my tent and my silver sword is not bringing me any joy. So oh, I took wow. a cutting and I was talking to Cassandra and I was like, do you want this plant? She was like, mm, yeah, I'll take it. And I was like, okay, good. Cause if you had said no, I was going to compost it immediately. Wow. Like I didn't even want to list it for free anywhere. I was like, I just want to go just on deal with it. I yeah. want it out of my sight. People get so mad at me when I do that. When I do those cash or compost posts where they're like, you either pay for it and take it or I'm destroying it. And they're like, why don't you give it away? Does that make them feel more in like, does that give them more power to buy it or does that just upset them? A little of both. Like the people who are upset <laughs> by it obviously aren't going to be buying anything because they don't want to support that. But then there are other people who are like, hey, if you're getting rid of all this stuff ready and you're only wanting like five bucks of cutting, if I just give you like 10 bucks, I take them all. I'll be like, yeah, I take it all. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. Like. The point of it is to get ready. So, like, the buyers have a lot more power than they think they do in those situations. Because it's like, I'm motivated to get rid of them. I don't care if I make money. Right. Yeah. There's a... I think I'm I'm over my Cebu Blue and my uh, Epipremnum Panatum Skeleton Key. Mm. And, like, I grew that Skeleton Key up to a really cool point. And then fucking Bun Buns ate through the vines. So I had to chop and prop. But, like, it's just not sizing up. And I, it, it could be because it's winter and the sun is not as bright. Like every single, it's put out at least one foot worth of leaves, and you know what it's doing? Jack shit. Just like little small leaves, no variegation, or not variegation, no, um, the leaf shape isn't maturing or anything. And I'm like, you're, they're in a prime spot in the south window. I don't know what its problem is. Mm. Probably just winter. It's probably just winter, but like, <laughs> I'm also over it. I just oh, want them out of here. I just remembered something. My green velvet just out of nowhere is just like wilting water's fine there's no pest spider mites check i'm checking yes no spider mites sometimes they get wilty and sad before there's any evidence of spider mites Mm. so it could be that you're not underwatering it Mm -mm. it could just be that time of year too and just give it a little bit of time all of a sudden it's just like deciding to do dormancy which is who knows um my green velvet 
is also a little sad, but I was doing mm. I was dealing with aphids. Sure. And I did a couple rounds of beneficial bugs. And then I went on my trip and I came back and everything should be cleared up. But like some of the leaves still aren't like coming out. Nice. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's like I don't want to give up on it at, at this point after so many beneficial bugs, but also like I know there's a million corms. Yeah. That in that pot. So like part of me just wants to up like unpot it, throw away all the plants, harvest all the corms start over with something that's happy yep it's part of the cycle yeah yeah and like right now it's in a corn it's in my patio door which is east facing so it doesn't get enough light for an alocasia but i'm also not willing to like move it any- anywhere brighter until i know all the bugs are gone right and i need the leaves to come out a little nicer before i know that the bugs are gone mm-hmm. <sighs> so it's like you can't win and i don't have any like spare grow lights i can just throw on it or do i i do Where's my other? Where's my other modern? I actually might have a girl that I could throw on there. Shit! Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. Remember, there's always hope. <laughs> nah, I didn't want to like put a bar over it because like it's in the middle of a patio door. Where am I gonna stick a grow light for this? But like, I think I do have one of the little modern sprout doohickeys that I could shove in there. Mm. The um, the uplift planter. Is in particular oh, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Because I have the the Stramantha up at the top of the stairs has the planter with the light. I think I have a light I'm not using. I'm using the planter as a plant stand in my tent. <laughs> so, guys, I think it's that time of year again. Plant of the week. That time of year. Shh, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> that time of the month. That time of the episode. That time of the episode. It's that time. I, I've picked out who my plant of the week is. <gasps> it's Monstera Elbow. Whoa. I praised his good name earlier in the episode. He's quite tall, just over four feet, looking stellar. This one vine's putting out really big leaves. He's got lots of aerial roots. Can't wait to chop him. Yeah. And then the other vine is just perfect marbly variegation. I love him so much. If only he would get a little bit bigger. But yeah, he's flawless. Variegation. And that's the thing, you guys. If you have a crappy moss or a yeah, crappy elbow, just do chop and prop until you get the variegation you want. And then it's smooth sailing. It goes so well. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Mine's going to be my Hoya Polynera Splash. Ooh. Yeah. I was sending Kaylin pictures of it. Yes, because we had a discussion while I was gone. Yeah, Kaylin was asking the difference between variegation and splash and if Polynera Splash is its own species. And I, I think no, it's just... Polynera is Polynera, but some leaves are more splashy than well, others. Well, splash yeah. is just blister variegation, yes. isn't it? Splash is water yeah. underneath the leaf layer. Um. And did you, you specifically made that plant out of splashy leaves, right? Yep. So on my regular polynera, it was showing some splash. I did an experiment of like, will it continue? So I chopped this, those and made little like four point, four grow point um, pot. And it's just kept going and it looks really nice. It's insane. You guys have to get on the discord and see the picture of it because it is just stunning. Yeah. And I'm going to be propping it for the Hoya event. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cause it's kind of made its round. People want, want them again. Now that the variegated ones have kind of run their course. I was taking a peek at my polyneura and I don't have a lot of splashy. You could also you also see it labeled as polyneura broguet. Broguet. Whatever. Broget is Broguet. French for variegated. And those are the ones that are. Is it French or Finnish? It's well yeah, yeah. One of them. Yeah. Je ne peux pas français. Uh, yeah, it's basically just another language's word for splash. That's I don't speak French. <laughs> In French. Well, my plant of the week, uh, it's a seedling I've been growing. It's a, a Denium socotronum, but it's variegated. Ooh, 
I think you sent me a picture of this. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to last long term, but like it's got some green on it. So I'm hopeful that it'll continue to grow and it's getting new leaves. So hopefully it sticks around. Awesome. Cool, cool. Well, congratulations. Plants of the week. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, we're having an event on March 16th, 2024. 3 to 5 p.m. at Urban Forage in Minneapolis. If you want to stay at Kaylin's Airbnb house, <laughs> find me on our Discord, which you can find at the link in our bio of the Rough Around the Hedges Instagram page. So check it out. We will be having some giveaways and some fun stuff. It'll just be nice. Come chat with us. We'll come chat with you. We yeah, like see seeing us in y'all. person. We'll, we'll talk about plants. <laughs> yep. And we can watch how we record episodes in There's, person. There's not a whole lot of science behind it, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> fun to see it instead of just listening to us in the ether sure watch our mouths move and form the words you're listening to (laughs) yes the deep thoughts cool cool well thanks for tuning in everybody and stay rough Bye -bye. bye